0: But where are you really from?
1: But where are you really from? Hey everyone, I'm Angela Lynn.
0: And I'm Jesse Lynn. And welcome back to uh, another riveting episode of But Where Are You Really From? This week we're talking about a topic that's semi-related to the names episode. If you guys haven't had a chance to take a listen to that, it would be a good precursor episode. But we're talking about further fortunes and how fortunes are calculated and by whom um, in Taiwanese society. And this is a very timely topic because I'm not sure if I told you yet, but I got my first speeding ticket, so it would have been really nice if I had consulted someone and they told me. But it was an expensive ticket. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not really sure that's how fortune telling works, Jesse. <laughs> you're
0: you're right. So it, so like there, are, I think there are a lot of differences between Eastern and Western fortune telling. The funny thing is, I actually don't feel like I know a whole lot about Western fortune telling outside of like tarot cards. So it's hard for me to make a compare and contrast, but just like really top level based off of my general perceptions and just anecdotal information. This is not empirical. I mean, it's fortune telling, so it's not empirical at all, but it's not my empirical studied understanding of like the long history of tarot or other like fortune telling methods. But I feel like in talking to my parents, they were very much they were very much saying like you go to a fortune teller to kind of get like a probability of something that will happen but even when they were talking about it my mom was like oh yeah i went to i went to one with somebody once not for herself and she's like i didn't like the fortune like i didn't think it was real and i was like <laughs> okay so like it's probabilistic and also like as the as the person seeking the advice from the fortune teller you also don't have to take it which i guess is kind of true if you go to like a tarot card reading but i feel like a lot of the i don't know i just feel like a lot of the western stuff is like more like you just kind of go and you you take the fortune as it is i don't know if you like backtalk the fortune teller or anything like that where you're like i don't like this fortune or this fortune isn't real um And I also don't know, I mean, you you probably tell me if you know more about the historical backgrounds of um, tarot and other fortune-telling methods Western-wise, but what my dad told me is like all the different fortune-telling methods um, come out of the I Ching, which is the I Ching for everyone else. And he told me that there were, okay, I have notes, he told me that there are basically like five different kinds of topical fortune telling that comes out of that so the first is this thing called San like mountain and this is about like yin yang feng feng shui so it's like about how you arrange your living spaces as an alive person and also about how you arrange the space for someone who's passed away because both of those things have some fortune effect on your current life and like your future life there's a thing called um, yi. yi, no sorry, E, and that's just like regular medicine, like yishen, doctor, there's a thing called ming, which is like where we're kind of talking about like the shuan mings kind of stuff, there's a thing called pu, and he was explaining this is kind of like um, luck-based divination kind of, so you like throw a coin, heads or tails, the pattern tells you something, and he also mentioned that this kind of divination can be done with animals. So, like, he's like, some people have birds that will, like, pick the, the coins for you. And the last thing is. Oh, Xiang. So, like, what your face looks like. And they take into consideration, like, your eyes, nose, mouth. There are, like, five different ones. So, it's, I think it's eyes, nose, mouth, ears, head, maybe? Like, forehead? And those are like the five different like topical areas that a person uh, that uh, someone who is skilled in, t- a, uh, not Asian fortune, Taiwanese fortune telling, like traditional fortune telling would be able to use to assess like the probability of like luckiness for something.
1: Hmm. Did he tell you at all? Because <clears throat> I mean, I think we're jumping kind of between what our topics were supposed to be. But since you already brought it up. The I is like a really foundational text to Taoism, um, which is the religion that we grew up with. So, did he explain why it's like so integral in Taoism? Because I get like very confused with that kind of stuff. Because, like for example, I think semi recently I was telling you that I reread the Tao Te Ching of like, but in English after I did psychedelics (laughs) and I was like more open spiritually. Um, and that text is one of the foundational texts of Taoism. And I read that and that all made sense to me. Like it had nothing to do with like divination or like, you know, what I deem more superstitious stuff versus like eating. I bought it because it was like, I was like, oh, I really liked the Tao Te Ching. Maybe I actually would get into like the rest of Taoism if I had the English text. And I tried to read it, and I was like, very confusing. I stopped reading it, but I didn't know at all that it was like, like a divination text. And I don't understand why that it's like foundational to Taoism as a religion.
0: Um, well, I didn't even know that, but I can conjecture to it because I think about like Taoism as a religion is this kind of like philosophy on how to live with yourself and to be one with nature kind of like being being part of nature and following like a natural path is like a very important part of it I think. As far as I understand from talking to my parents the divination aspects like the different elements I just went through they're all very much about how to arrange your life to live a natural life in a way where things flow smoothly and you feel more integrated kind of into your life. So maybe for me, just thinking about it that way, the connection is like the the divination is almost like how to fulfill your destiny by being more integrated into nature. And so maybe that's where they where they connect a little bit. Because that, 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 I feel like that with like, I don't know, I like growing up thinking about fortune telling, it's like, you know, the whole like, you know, dumpy lady, crystal ball, like tarot cards kind of thing, which is really there's no there's no connection for me to anything like it's not like connected to nature. It's just kind of like, oh, my God, like they can somehow like look at your destiny and your destiny is kind of just like amorphous thing that just like sits independently but this is more like your destiny is tied with nature and so like all of those um any recommendation um any advice would be connected with your kind of like natural path if that makes sense
1: interesting um yeah i found similar stuff i didn't uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to my parents more deeply about it beyond the kind of, like, few times they've done it, but it seems like, yes, there are multiple methods, and then, um, but one of the, like, more common ones is, uh, called, like, bots, which is the, the one where you're, like, you tell them everything about your birth date, hour, like, all the, like, information they need to understand kind of like where in the astrological grand scheme of the cosmos you were born and then thereby like what your destiny kind of is um ordained to be and that is interesting to me because it's like um I I think of that more like traditionally with a word of destiny because it's kind of like you can't change it Or there are certain things that are kind of like set based on where you were, how you were birthed versus like you started all this conversation with a joke about like, you wish you had known you were going to get a speeding ticket. Like, what are the, what were the other ones? Like, how do the other methods have to do with, I guess, more just like things that aren't as important like f- because for me if you're like factoring in like the stars and like where you fall and like the cosm- cosmological or like whatever the fuck timeline I don't think a speeding ticket or like little things like that are not necessarily like written in the stars in, in my opinion as opposed to like you know sometimes they're like oh you shouldn't do this on like xyz day or whatever because it's bad luck and like that kind of stuff seems more trivial and like kind of like guessing in, in my opinion than yeah ordained yeah,
0: yeah. i mean no you're right and that, and that actually is kind of like for for me that's my my originating viewpoint of fortune telling right it's like you use it to try to suss out something very tactical. At least for me, it's like, oh, will I get a parking ticket? Like, will I get that job promotion? And when I was talking to my mom about it, she was like, people don't use it for like trivial things. She was like, you're using it when you're at a shizhidao, like you're at a crossroads in your life and you don't know what to do. And it's like a monumental choice you have to make. And so you go to a fortune teller for them to like help you assess what those paths are. And yeah, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the counting methods that they were describing to me, it's more so about like the, again, it's like the likelihood that something will bring good fortune or whatever, like good vibes into your life. And it has a lot to do with, um, the natural aspects of your destiny. So like in the names episode, we talked about how like names are picked because, you know, they're looking at your whatever, your time, your birth time and date. And they're determining, like, you have too much of a certain kind of element. And they're balancing that out. And I feel like it's very much the same way. Like, they're looking at your... The different probabilities of something happening. And then, like, seeing which thing is more connected with your natural path. As, oppo- as opposed to something that might be, like, a little bit forced. And it's not natural for you.
1: hmm
0: Yeah.
1: How much do you believe this kind of stuff because i um i mean i've never personally done it and then but like the whole like birth time date those kinds of like predestined um characteristics that they can tell a lot of shit from reminds me of uh remember a long time ago we had shibani on and we talked about like that show Um, that Netflix show about Indian arranged marriages and on the show that for, sorry, the matchmaker went to a fortune teller, um, for like several of the episodes where she'd bring like the candidates, the, the people that are like looking to be a match and, Um, tell them all the information about like their date of birth time and all that stuff and without ever meeting the person the fortune teller said like a lot of shit that was like very accurate where they're like oh this person has like this type of personality it means that they have like these types of challenges when it comes to relationships and like I've I can see that they've had many failed XYZ and then like, but like the forthcoming cycle, blah, 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 you know. And it was kind of like crazy spot on without someone ever like meeting a person or, you know, even talking to them. So I feel like there's like something to it, but how much do you feel like is, you know, actually (laughs) legit versus like, I don't know, really good I mean, I feel like we
0: we sit on opposite ends of the woo-woo spectrum yeah. not that we're, not that neither of us are on the woo, or not that i'm not on the woo spectrum but i'm on like the more skeptical side sure. um so when i was discussing with my parents again this is just my perspective from my conversation with them and they what they remember from you know whenever they left taiwan and came that came over here like the tradition may have changed or evolved or whatever but my mom was telling me because i was asking you like where like who would be a fortune teller, like how do you mm. learn about it? And they were very, I don't think they really knew because they were basically like, oh yeah, like if you want to learn it, you like there are places that teach it. And I'm like, okay, thank you. I know that you can do, that's called the internet. But <laughs> but they were saying something like, you can you can train in it, but then you have to practice it. So there is an element where it's like, you you might have the foundational knowledge of like maybe how to read. Um, the eating or like how to do cer- do certain types of these divination but your precision I guess in your divination really depends on your experience working mm. with people. so for me it's kind of like there is a skills part of it because obviously like you do need to learn the tradition and like what certain things mean but the other part of it is almost kind of like a mentalist thing where you're where you're reading all these different aspects of the person that's talking to you so like you're coming to me Um, you don't have a smile on your face, you're wearing a lot of makeup, Um, your hair is up, you're in a fancy, like you're reading these different things about the person coming to you and that's factoring into your assessment of what their fortune can be. And so I think almost like from the Western perspective, I think of it as a mentalist because it's like a person who's, they're not divination anything. They're like, they know you look a certain way and that means a certain thing about you. But on the flip side, that kind of is divination, right? Like you Mm. know something about a person, even though you've never met them just Mm. by how they look. And that is kind of like that, like aura reading kind of situation. It's just like seen differently. Mm. So like from a mentalist perspective, it's like you, you have experience knowing that certain kinds of individuals that look like this have these qualities or have these needs um but that can be fortune telling like if, if i probably told i'm not sure there's the word for mentalist in mandarin
1: oh i have no idea yeah but like if
0: i probably told my parents that they'd be like yeah that's probably like part of what they're doing like they're yeah. reading the person yeah um so it's both i think empirical in a sense and also woo woo in a in another sense
1: Hey, everyone. We love doing this podcast. And if you enjoy our episodes, we would really appreciate if you could support us in any number of ways. First is by subscribing to us, rating us and reviewing us on Apple podcasts and iTunes. Second is by telling a friend. Third is following us on Instagram at where are you from pod. Fourth is supporting us on buy me a coffee. You can find out more about all of these by visiting our Instagram's link in bio. And again, our handle is at Where Are You From Pod. Thank you. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that like brings me to the whole like, because when you were like, oh, I don't really know what is considered Western, um, you know, fortune telling. For me, in, like, doing the research and, and also just generally as someone who is, yeah, more woo-woo and also just, like, loves ghost stories of, like, you know, that, kind of, that whole side of things, I was like, yeah, well, it kind of depends on what you define as fortune-telling and divination and all that stuff, but, like, this whole idea of, like, a, the mentalist-type, like, you know conjecturing reminds me of um like mediums right like psychic mediums who who can tell like some i personally think that there are people that have some sort of innate like power um to like that are just a little bit more open to the the like world the physical world and the spiritual worlds and they can like they have some of that but I think there's a lot of crooks out there that are just like making shit up and a lot of what psychic mediums the ones who really like prey on people that are vulnerable especially ones who just like lost someone and they're kind of looking for some closure a lot of times they are just kind of like okay based on how you look I'm gonna guess like you lost a, you know, a parent based on your age versus like a lover or whatever. Right. And like when they, they, they're like, oh, I'm seeing a name and they're like, it's a man's name. Like they're kind of like asking you to feed them stuff. Right. So, so I definitely see some kind of parallels with, with that, um, with like psychic mediumship. Um, and I think there's that kind of stuff in Asian culture too. It's, it's weird because the more I did research on like you know, Asian versus Western, um, fortune telling stuff, the more I was like, there's just, I don't know, everyone seems to have like kind of similar stuff. Like, yes, there is, like you mentioned the kind of like f- pillars of Chinese, traditional Chinese fortune telling, but a lot of that stuff is like also in a bunch of other cultures that are not Asian too. So like palm reading is one of them. And like, you know, the, you mentioned the, 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 f- features, right? Like your how your face looks. I'm sure other, you know, cultures are using that kind of stuff too. And definitely a lot of cultures do the thing where you like throw stuff on the ground, right? Like sticks or coins or like bones or whatever. It's like part of it for me feels like it's like all this stuff is a lot older than necessarily one specific culture. It kind of comes from like you know when humans were like i i'm not saying like caveman days but like somewhere between caveman days and like first civilized society people were always trying to like make out what the universe means right and like a lot of times back then it was like oh there's a god of fire who's like mad at us right now and like this is why it's happening but like the you mentioned Taoism being about kind of like interpreting nature and like how to be one with nature i mean that all makes sense to me that, like, all the stuff started a long, long time ago when people were a lot closer to nature and, like, using things from nature like animals and, you know, how leaves are falling and, like, kind of trying to find patterns and all that. So, I mean, I'm sure there's some, like, cultural, you know, um borders you could draw in terms of like the actual methodology of certain some you know certain of these methods but for me it just feels like it all stems back from like you know er early human life and trying to like make sense of the the world and all the like crazy shit happening that you can't um interpret right
0: yeah no i i 100 agree with you like I hope I'm not stepping in it, but I think like this fortune telling is a way to make sense of the universe in a way that some religions are, right? Like you're always, I feel like people have always wanted to understand like what's your role in the grand scheme of things and like why you exist on this, on this earth. And these are all different expressions of that. Um, What I do find really interesting that you mentioned is that. Like Taoism was founded like long time mm-hmm. ago, and even then, when they weren't that modern, they were concerned about being separated from nature. And now I'm like, oh my god, we're like so <laughs> far away from that yeah. that it's like crazy that um, at that point in time there was already somebody thinking about like how divorced we are from from being in the natural environment that we that we came from. Mm. Yeah, so I guess like most of these things are just about kind of like restoring that in a way maybe not restoring like honoring that in a way because i feel like most people understand like we can't go back to being like caveman like Mm -hmm. that's just not gonna work but that doesn't mean that we can't live um in a way that gives some weight to the fact that we are animals and we came (laughs) from nature yeah
1: yeah Well, okay. So, um, changing gears a little bit earlier, you mentioned that your mom said, you know, the way, the way people use fortune telling is not for petty, small things, but usually for like big crossroads type things. Um, and something that I came across in my research and also one of the like tidbits, my parents did tell me in the past that I found interesting is like, i mean we can all kind of understand why fortune telling and like mysticism type stuff came about earlier on right like we said there's lots of stuff you just can't explain especially like before science was as you know prolific and all that stuff but like why is it still so prevalent in modern society in like in many places but like definitely throughout asia it is like very common the the practice of fortune telling and it's not looked down on it's actually seen as like a legitimate form of like getting clarity on a situation and um I think a big part of it is something related to what my dad said as a one-off kind of joke but I think it's true he was like oh um Chinese people don't have therapists they have fortune tellers <laughs> like they don't go see therapists they just go to see the swimming pool. and I thought it was funny when he said that but I was like actually that's like totally legit because mental health is something that we've discussed a lot is like still pretty looked down on in terms of like trying to get ahead of it and like take care of it um in Asian societies like it's not common to go see a therapist just because and like just to want to like take care of you, you know preserve your mental health and anyone who is seen as someone who goes to talk to a therapist is seen as crazy like they have something wrong with them as opposed to someone who's just trying to like be you know live their best life which is where the western worlds are trending right um And so I was reading that, yeah, a lot of people go to fortune tellers as a means to get like professional help essentially in a way that isn't looked down on by society. So it's not as frequent as like, you know, a therapist, you probably are going more often than like once a year or whatever versus like in in the case of fortune telling, it's not as it's not like every week you're going to go see your fortune teller, but like, maybe it's a couple times a year or whatever and like I don't know you mentioned something about like your mom was like oh I don't believe that fortune like I'm rejecting this fortune right I think a lot of times people seek um validation in what they were already going to do um or like getting someone to like getting an object quote-unquote objective third party to tell them like oh yeah you were (laughs) that's a good decision or like yes the cards are showing that like you should be going down this type of path anyway and then you're just like you're getting the validation you needed as opposed to if they say something that's like not what you wanted you might reject it and be like oh well this is all a sham anyway you know like it's because you you just want that kind of like outside assurance and for me that's not the only role therapists play, obviously. But a big reason I go to therapy is that sometimes, especially in like conflicts with other people, the are only people that were there are like you and that other person. And so if you feel a certain way, and that other person is not validating the way that you feel to have a third party come in and like, hear the situation and say, like, yes, it makes sense that you would, like, feel this way or based on the way that person acted, like, you know, it's normal to feel xyz. Like, that validation is a big reason I I go to therapy. Um, so I, I can see, a like, parallel in the use of fortune telling to seek validation for something you wanted to do or didn't think was right already, and then getting like that source of truth right
0: yeah did you read that from the vice article there's a vice article
1: no
0: okay there's a vice article it's basically the title is in taiwan fortune tellers are the preferred form of of therapists Mm. it was i was reading is really interesting because um, one of the people they interviewed was like you know when i went to psychotherapy i just didn't know i didn't know what to do because it's Mm. a different framework so he was like that therapist was asking me how I feel about something. And he was like, I don't feel anything about this. Mm. Like, I don't know what you, you know, he was kind of like, what do you want from me kind of situation? Mm. It's not really the point of psychotherapy, but if you've never been, it can be like a really hard thing to to like open up and like acknowledge certain feelings, especially if you're not thinking about it that way necessarily. And um, they do mention that uh, a lot of, I, I think a lot of that is replaced by visiting fortune tellers or having certain superstitions like that to I don't know, kind of like bring a little bit more objectivity as you were saying, that whole third third person view um into a situation where that that could be very subjective, right? You you might have many different ways to resolve a, a life crossroads issue.
1: Yeah, the um the feeling thing is interesting because I'm sure that a lot of the reason why therapy traditional therapy doesn't like resonate necessarily with Asian culture or like more conservative Asian culture is that we are not raised to talk about our feelings. Like it's not common for us to like acknowledge what we're feeling in any given moment and like give validity to it and kind of like process that so i could see why it would be really difficult to ask someone in like taiwan traditional taiwan or whatever right to be like mm-hmm. oh how did you feel in that moment it's like i don't fucking know <laughs> like i don't i don't know anything about my emotions yeah. versus we've talked about this many times it's a stereotype but it's it's true in many in many places is that like asian culture respects authority a lot right and like any authoritative figure a lot of times like kind of brings uh, a sense of like calm to people to listen to an authoritative figure. And so if a fortune teller can like be really confident in their answer to you, feel like, you should not do this because the, you know, the, the stars are <laughs> show that like your destiny is not that way. Then you feel like, Oh, he knows something that Like, I don't know, you know, like this is just what it is. So I would better listen to him. Um, and you kind of feel a sense of security in having someone who seems to know it more than you do tell you to do that thing, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And um, another one of the articles that I was looking at, survey data from 2004, which is like, (laughs) um, it said like 36% of the population thinks that fortune telling can help in evading disasters. And these are the next two ones I think are really interesting. 56% view it as helping to provide peace of mind. So definitely that whole like, Mental health, mental comfort. Yeah. And 53% credit it with influencing daily behavior and thoughts. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the main guys that they were interviewing for this article was saying, like, he personally thinks that fortune telling is still popular and around because of the uncertainties of modern society. So he's saying, like, Taiwan has changed so fast, so quickly, and it can make people feel like it's like a little out of control like when your life changes really quickly you're like oh my god like uh, what's happening and so having this as a kind of um a way to mitigate your feelings of uncertainty around new things and the modernity of society i think is is also a reason why it's still very popular
1: Well, um, I think we also, we talked a little bit about this, um, but maybe there's more we can dig into here, which is kind of like the crossover between the practice of fortune telling or like these kind of objective, quote unquote, objective third parties and spirituality, religion, all that stuff. Because, um, you know, I I think part of why I was interested in doing this topic is that it's like the idea of fortune telling has like come i've come across it more in like things i'm watching like for example i'm watching like korean dramas more right and like they're they're often kind of subplots where they like go to a fortune teller to kind of like you know get a certain reading and it influences them a certain way um and in korean ones it, i'm sure it's not just in korean culture it's uh, probably in a lot of other asian ones too but like There's a certain type of fortune telling where they get possessed by a spirit, and it's that spirit that's like telling, you know, reading a certain fortune. Um, And yeah, I don't know like everything about this, but I looked a little bit into where it exists in Chinese culture as well. And it seems like, um, at least in Chinese culture, the thought is that some of the possessions are by like gods, so like deities will like use human vessels to embody to like tell a certain thing and then i think i know where your head's at but like when we were kids growing up in temple we every like once a year or whatever they had like those really big gatherings of like different Taoist temples across california would like meet and have like a big Taoist day um and we had like you know i don't know what their technical like titles were but they were like leaders in the Taoist community but had like certain special roles and there were like possessions kind of that they would like you know start i don't know they to me it was weird because i was like i don't know what's happening but they like suddenly seemed like you know they were acting different like a totally different personality and then they would like draw with their feet or hands like in the sand and like make certain patterns or words or whatever and i i didn't really understand why that was happening or like
0: <laughs> what was going on but yeah, yeah so i was literally about to say that and yeah. it i they have their mediums basically yeah. There's some there are some mediums that they bring in a few times a year to like channel one of the one of the gods and um i remember very vividly they had um so the the medium was Activated. Let's say Sure. She, I don't because that sounds really icky. I
1: mean, okay, sure, yeah.
0: Um, and she was, you know, we had those like offering plates with fruit on them. Yeah. She was passing out and had grapes, and she's like, "Everyone, take a grape." And she's like, "Does anyone not have a grape?" And there were like a few people who were like, "We don't have it." And she's like, "Did anyone take two grapes?" And people were like, "Yes." and um she's like yeah there should have been enough grapes for like everybody like just one for everybody in the room and i was like "Ah." as a kid i was like oh my god (laughs) and they make it like very convincing whether it's real or not because at the end of the activation the the person just like falls and they're like old for like i don't know like an hour or something like that but yeah it is it is very um I didn't. I honestly, when you were saying that, I was like, "Who does that?" And then I was like, "Oh wait, we did that."
1: (laughs) (laughs) You were like judging. You're like, "What fools think this shit
0: is real?" I was like, "Invite somebody into your body." Absolutely not.
1: (laughs) Well, no, it's not that. It's not that the people who were seeking answers went and were like, "Please possess me, soul, like spirit." it was that the fortune teller they went to is, like, oh, their okay. power derived, oh, oh, is derived from Okay, okay, from the okay,
0: okay, yeah. okay, That makes more sense. I was no, like... No, no, no. Uh, what?
1: This is not Exorcist. <laughs> We're not, like, out here being like, hey, demon, come on in. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not that, that makes
0: more sense now. <laughs> I was like, hold on, wait.
1: <laughs> so funny. Um, but, yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, like, very weird to me because... I don't, I don't really know where that came from necessarily. Um, and I think, you know, this reminds me of when we were doing the meditation episode and I was saying how like the Vipassana meditation was created by Buddha, the human thousands of years ago, but then Buddhism like came about after he died and like the religion of Buddhism kind of like went many different ways and sort of the meditation technique because people started like kind of adding to it. And for me, it's interesting because Taoism is what we were raised with. Um, and I just wonder where like, I don't know, the splintering happened of like how Taoism evolved into something that can both be about just like being one with nature and also the, having these like mediums possessed by deities and like drawing things in the sand. So I just, I not yeah, I don't know how this stuff happened. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I feel like the tradition is always—it's like you know, passed down word of mouth. Sometimes, sometimes there's written documentation, but even then, like people can change that throughout the years, and and that can really transform something that used to be this one thing to to be something else. Yeah. So
1: I don't know. I mean, like you said, we you know we're on different ends of the woo-woo spectrum. But I'm not like—I certainly don't believe everything at face value. And so for me. I find it difficult because it kind of reminds me more generally about the way that I see spirituality versus religion, where it's like, what does spirituality mean to me in terms of like what I believe and the values I hold and the kind of person I'm aspiring to be based on those beliefs, as opposed to like what a certain book says it's supposed to be and how people have written what that religion is supposed to be, right? And I'm kind of like struggling with accepting both um as like true um but i guess it doesn't matter if i do or not it's like each person decides for themselves what their truth is
0: yeah. yeah no i agree i think it's a very it's a very personal thing and i think even like i feel like using a fortune teller is also like a very personal thing oh, just yeah. because like the circumstances um, from which you would want to go are usually like very impactful in your life
1: mm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. Did you also learn anything from your parents about, um, because I think part of what we want to talk about and you've already mentioned is just like experiences our families have had with fortune telling. And for me, all I know is that like that we talked about the names thing. My dad definitely went to fortune teller to get options for my brother's Chinese name. They didn't do it for me because I was already in the US and you know, fortune telling is not as um, practiced here. But what my mom has done separately it was like when Ramona and I got engaged and we were thinking about wedding dates, she definitely was like, Oh, you need to tell me the dates that you're thinking because I need to like cross-reference with like the lunar calendar to make sure that it's not a bad unlucky date or whatever. And I don't think she went to a fortune teller. I think there's just like, I don't know, sources like texts that she can reference that kind of allude to these like lucky versus unlucky dates. Um, have your parents like referenced that kind of text, or like do they go to people for that kind of stuff?
0: Um honestly, they didn't really like I asked them if they used it before and they did like aside from the anecdote that my mom gave me, they didn't really say so I'm gonna say no, but I also think that like with certain common events like that, like wedding like a wedding date is a very common event. yeah, you can probably there's probably something online that will let you tell like sure. the date like astrology kind of like yeah. your horoscope for today like yeah. kind of situation um for more like tricky things i don't know necessarily if there is um but no they didn't they didn't particularly mm. they didn't particularly want to share any potential traumas that they brought to <laughs> 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 bed.
1: what your age of parents didn't want to talk about feelings and trauma how bizarre (laughs) um
0: yeah so they didn't they didn't say anything and so I was like I'm not gonna press
1: yeah 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 makes (laughs) sense makes sense the well the horoscope thing you mentioned is interesting because when I was doing the research it was like again what's the definition of fortune telling right because um a different source that I was looking at also lumped in things like the Chinese horoscope and like feng shui and all that stuff as defined under the realm of fortune telling and so then i was like i mean anything could be fortune telling that because horoscopes in my mind is like cross-cultural right like the idea of looking to the stars and kind of like where you fall in that is every culture has done that um and like yes we have different animals in the chinese zodiac and you know that horoscope but like uh, you know it, it is still based on things like your birth, year or month or whatever, and kind of like personality traits that you supposedly have and and all that and um I don't know if you know, but Karen before <laughs> before she had a baby, one of the uh, hobbies that she got into was astrology and it was like really intense. She had like this massive book and she was also like, oh I need to know the like exact date. Like exact time you were born and like which day of the week it was and like all this stuff to like find your real um, astrological like astrological not fortune that's not how she said it but like yeah what what goes into kind of like your reading um, which sounds exactly like the Chinese fortune telling.
0: <laughs> you know what? You, you, when you were just describing it, one other thing popped into my head and kind of like differences is I feel like. Um, in media and how generally like Western fortune telling is portrayed is like you're going to the fortune teller to demystify like a past event or a future event. But to your point with like feng shui and stuff, some of that kind of fortune telling isn't so much trying to demystify the past or secure knowledge of the future, but it actually helps you build auspiciousness or fortune so like feng shui is all is not necessarily about demystifying your past although you you could you could look at the room the feng shui of a room and say like oh you you've been sick because it's arranged incorrectly but the arrangement is to help you develop like better fortune or better health it doesn't necessarily mean that you will have it or it's not necessarily telling you something about a health event in your future
1: yeah and then the, the things like horoscopes, because now I'm like, are we all just like, <laughs> are we all just seeking fortune telling all the time? Because when I grew up, like all those like teeny bopper magazines, like J14 and like 17 and whatever, they all have horoscopes. Right. And I loved that section. I'd be like, Ooh, what's my, you know, who am I going to fall in love with? And like, what's my career thing? You know, and it was, you seek you, you look for what you want, right? Because like they could say 20 things in there and three of them could sound kind of like something happening in your life and be like, yes, this is spot on. (laughs) But yeah, I, I've been into that shit since I was like 13 and I'm, it's so popular with like everyone it's I I don't know if people even know that they're like, I don't know, falling under this like umbrella of quote unquote fortune telling.
0: Yeah. I feel like that that's been around for a while, but also it's hard to say as a kid into now, like how, how many people were into it and how serious they were. Like it certainly feels like it's always been around, but it hasn't been so popular until recently. And also with the popularity of people taking it more seriously than mm. they have been in the past like I feel like yes horoscopes have been around forever for me I like reading them because I think they're funny mm. um like I, I only subscribe to the 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 ones that are funny so like the meme ones and like co-star like that they post like fun amusing stuff about star signs but I also I also know friends who take it like much like they're very serious about it they're like it's it can be like impactful in your life and I'm like oh wow like I didn't never thought that people would not that there's nothing wrong with that at all but it just feels like it's been more popularized and also more people are taking it like you know to heart.
1: I mean yeah I think there are a lot more people now who kind of see like your horoscope sign as, like, a foundational kind of, like, identity marker of what kind of person you are, right? Like, it's a trope, but, you know, all the jokes about, like, oh, you're a Gemini? I don't know, makes sense. Or, like, you know, that kind of... (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. It's kind of fun to me to see all these, like, different ways of defining mysticism, fortune-telling, all this stuff. And, like, how common it is across different cultures even if you know we started this topic because we were interested in the way it was built up in chinese culture it's just like actually it, it feels like there's a human connection to all of it it's just like everyone's again just trying to like make sense of shit we can't make sense of
0: yeah no agreed totally
1: cool Okay, well, shall we go to the fortune cookie close? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so we wanted to end our topic on asking each other if we would ever go to a fortune teller ourselves. Why or why not? Jesse, you're making a very skeptic look. <laughs> why don't you go first?
0: Um, I think it depends on what kind of fortune teller that I would be going to, and also, like, how much it costs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what if, what if, um, cost didn't matter, like, it was, like, I was, like, I'll pay for whatever fruit and you want, so, like, forget the cost,
0: Okay. and, and, like,
1: you said depends on which type, so, like, which type would you definitely not go to, and which type would you actually go to?
0: I think the kind that I would go to is, like, Like a like a Taiwanese or a Chinese fortune teller, and the reason that I would be doing that is because I have like an interest in seeing what that experience is like and having the conversation with the person about like how that works. But I'm not necessarily bought into it. So I was recently listening to this other podcast, and they were talking about how like you know it's a uh, pair of gays, and they were saying how one of them went to. Um, Seder or something like that with, with the Jewish family um, the, partners, the partner's Jewish family and basically he was saying that they, they observe the holiday but they don't believe in any of mm-hmm. the mystical parts of Judaism but they mm-hmm. still participate in it because of what it represents for them in terms of their culture mm-hmm. um, as, as Jewish people so that's kind of the way that I, I think about it too like it's not necessarily that I believe the thing But I am interested in participating in it because it is part of my culture and I want to see what that experience is like.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that that makes sense. It reminds me of like we talked about like, I mean, every Asian person goes to the temples and like does the incense and bowing, even if you like don't necessarily believe in it or know what you're doing with it. It's just like, oh, I'm supposed to do this. It's supposed to like bring me good luck or something. Um, What about you? Um I would definitely go to fortune teller but I think because I am already more primed to like believe this kind of stuff in general like spiritual spiritual things I'm also very skeptical because of that because I believe that there is truth in it and like some people truly have some sort of you know uh, ability I think there, I I believe that there are a lot of frauds out there. So I would do it, but only if I can find someone that has like a really really strong reputation of like, you know, having proven certain things, or like I don't know, someone I trusted, you know, said that they had like a really good um, fortune telling session or whatever from someone then I would do it. It's kind of, it's the same way I approach like, you know, with doing psychedelics, like we went to Peru and whatever, but we didn't just like Google any old like ayahuasca in Peru and like bought that kind of thing. It was like, we had a friend who did it themselves and said, this is like legit. And so we did it. I see it similarly. It's like, I see that there is value to be had in this kind of stuff but I believe that there is a lot of people out there just to like scam you. So I, I wouldn't go to just like any, like I'm not trying to go to like the, like uh, strip mall in some random LA, like, you know, oh, yeah. 9 PM, $20 tarot <laughs> card lady and be like, Oh, she's the one. But like, oh, I, I so, believe someone knows it. <laughs> so
0: you would go to Teresa Caputo?
1: No, I don't believe her. <laughs> <laughs> r.i.p
0: teresa cabuto
1: sorry i yeah i would do it but depends on who
0: awesome Mm -hmm. well this is a very interesting conversation (laughs) listeners please let us know how um what you think about it uh if you have had any experiences going to a fortune teller western or otherwise write us in at tell us where you're from at gmail.com or dms on instagram
1: Yes, and I'm, selfishly, I'm, like, particularly interested in the, like, spiritual, the spirit, I don't know, you don't like the word possession, but, like, okay, the um, spirit-like vessel thing, like, if anyone, especially in, like, Korea, because, uh, again, I brought this topic up initially because it was, like, I keep seeing it in, like, Korean dramas and stuff, so I, I think it's a little bit more uh front you know front of mind or whatever for me because of that but like I'm interested if anyone has like sought out that kind of fortune telling and has an experience there I'm v interested to hear about it because we had like a peripheral experience with that in our Taoist thing but like we were so young and like didn't really understand what was happening versus like someone who actively seeks out that kind of thing uh write us in V interested <laughs> And come back next week. So we'll have another episode for you then. Um, and until then, bye, again, Jenin. bitches.
0: Cheers.